selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first realized store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. A radio show host called Paul Gallant. It's Paul Gallant. Polly G Show. He's the best in Houston. The most interactive sports radio show in Houston. Oh, what's good, my man? How you doing, Paul? What are you doing, Paul? Join the devastation by dialing or texting 713-780-3776. I love the show. Y'all keep it up. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's Paul Gallant. You are definitely living in the hindsight world today, Paul. He goes five innings of two-run baseball. Chaz hits one high and deep to left field. Back goes Quan. He's looking up. Chaz has done it again. A two-home run game for Chaz McCormick. A guy who made a bid for Player of the Month in July is going to start out August hot. There was a wise group of philosophers who once said the following words, let the good times roll. They were called the Cars. They were a rock band in the 1970s and 1980s. And I mean, that's where I'm at right now with the Houston Astros who completed a three-game sweep of the Cleveland Guardians with a 3-2 victory yesterday. That was the second of Chaz McCormick's two home runs. Carrying the day for an Astros team that, at least per Dusty Baker, did not play particularly well. Here is the manager of your Houston Astros. I'm happy we swept and won the game, but we did we didn't play too good. We didn't play well at all, and uh, so we still gotta you know tighten up. Especially if you're playing against a high octane offensive club, you can't give them that many chances and, and expect to expect to win. So. We're very fortunate to win that game today. I wonder if Dusty would have said that regardless of yesterday's outcome. Because if you're in this Astros clubhouse, you've got to be riding a massive high right now. You must be to have Justin Verlander coming back to only be a half game back of the Texas Rangers who beat the worthless Chicago White Sox 11-1 to yesterday. It would be nice if the White Sox 
wouldn't have admitted that they're going to try to compete in 2024 as they did yesterday. But I like that Dusty's trying at the very least to say, like, hey, like we can work on a couple of things here. Because now you're going into a weekend series, and we'll talk a lot more about the New York Yankees against a team that has really underachieved on the American League side of things. And, yeah, you did play them in the ALCS, but you swept them. And I'm now wondering, like, who with Justin Verlander back in the mix is a legitimate challenge to the Astros? We mentioned a couple yesterday. We mentioned the Atlanta Braves, who have been playing so well to start the year. We mentioned the Los Angeles Dodgers, who I think we'd all like to see in the World Series so the Astros can shut them up for good with all that bitching and moaning they do about 2017. But truly, who is the biggest challenge for the Houston Astros? I'd prefer wrong answers today. 713-780-3776. 713-780-ESPN. Sean Mapes, what do you think the biggest challenge is going to be for the Houston Astros the remainder of this regular season? Health. Yeah. Keeping these guys healthy. You know what, Sean? I'm kind of bummed out yet that you said that because, one, they were so lucky with injuries last year. They really were. Two, they have not been lucky to this point, so you would think that the odds are in their favor. But three, this training staff might be Dr. Frankenstein. I don't know what the hell they're doing and I'm sorry, I'm not a medical expert, I'm not a doctor, but good googly moogly, I do not trust any of them with any injury. I could get a boo-boo on my shin, which I get from time to time when I'm walking around in the middle of the night, getting up at 5 in the morning and turning off the snooze button on my alarm, because I try to wake up at 5 every morning so I can go to the gym, but I don't actually do it. And along the way, I bump into this ottoman that's at the foot of my bed, which is where I store all my sheets and my blankets, but you don't care about that. I get lots of bruises on my shins, and I bet that the Astros would amputate my leg. So now, Sean, you've actually gotten me nervous. But wrong answers only. Actual challenges for the Houston Astros the rest of the way. I mean, there's the other obvious one. Themselves. Right? Yeah. That's sort of what Dusty Baker is intimating right there. Someone's hating on me for saying good googly moogly. I'm sorry. There is a song called good googly moogly. That thing is juicy. And... Yes, I am a white person, as highlighted by the bench this morning. I'm allowed to say that. Themselves, because they do have to play better, I would say from an offensive perspective. Bregman's been hitting better of late, but over the course of the year, eh. Jordan Alvarez, you're hoping that he finally heats up. You did get that home run the other night. Jose Altuve's been playing pretty well. Kyle Tucker's obviously been awesome. And Chaz McCormick, somehow you got to figure out a way to keep this going. Does anyone have any steroids? I'll do the pee test for him. I'll do it. I, uh, well, eh, well, you know what? I'll find someone to do the pee test for him. I'll find someone to do it. No, I'm not doing steroids, Sean. No, I'm not doing that. Oh, wait, you're not... I mean, I do look ripped right do, now, but I'm not doing steroids. D- okay, I was going to say, do you not want to do the P-test? No, or are you I, worried I just that thought the about P-te- it. Like, you doing the P-test would be counterproductive. No, I just thought about the P-test, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I, I feel like he might get in more trouble uh, <laughs> given baseball's policies. Does, does baseball still suspend guys like Jonathan Singleton 100 games for the ganja? Does that still happen? Uh, I'm not, just I'm not asking sure. for a friend. I'm not sure what their policy is. I, I know wanna... the NBA and NFL have. Okay. relaxed it all right cool okay but let, let, does anyone have anything for Chaz? And, and you know what let's 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 dope him up let's keep this going 
look, uh, I, I think it's a possible impediment for the Astros. Like, have they not found a new way to cheat? And I get it. Some people are going to get mad about that. But the best part about the Astros is, is that they always find a way to win. And I don't care how they do it. I do not care. Just do it. Does it take a little cheating? Great. What's Rob Manfred going to do? Take away, uh, fire the general manager that clearly has no power, Dana Brown? Dana Brown got, like, shoved into a locker the other day. Like, it feels like that at the very least. Maybe it wasn't, but Jim Cray's like, hey, you better get Verlander. Comes into the office with his Letterman jacket on. Bagwell comes around the corner so that, like, there's nowhere for Dana Brown to go. Cracking their knuckles. <laughs> yeah, picks up Brown by the legs and holds him over a toilet. You get Verlander or you get the toilet. You get the swirly, son. You have you have until five or else it's swirly o'clock. <laughs> What else is seriously going to be a challenge for the Astros the rest of the way? The training staff, that's a good one. <laughs> Themselves, that's a good one. Here's a very pandery take. All of the options, they have so many, especially in the outfield. So many options right now. Who do you play? They're Who, too they're too good. They're too deep at outfield. Too Not, many too many outfielders, too many starting pitchers. I, I that, that's true. They have eight now, Sean. What are they gonna do? I mean, two of them are pitching this year in Luis Garcia and Lance McCullers, but at outfield you have okay, Chaz McCormick and Kyle Tucker. They're playing every single day for you. Seems like Oh, wait, the Astros training staff is in charge of this. Well, maybe Michael Brantley comes back. You've also got Jake Myers, who's doing enough to like have a pulse, but you probably don't want him out there very often. Mauricio Dubon's got nowhere to go. We do know he's Justin Verlander's personal center fielder. There's lots of options for them. And I suppose that lends itself to the next person that everyone dumps on. And probably if the Astros do disappoint in the playoffs or down the stretch, the guy who will end up getting the axe, even though it's probably not his fault, it's Dusty Baker. We haven't seen as much Dusty Baker criticism of late, though, so that's been neato. 713-780-3776 to call in, to text in as well. You can join on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 97.5. Some of the Twitchers are suggesting I need an intervention. No, I don't. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Although, because I want to continue to ride the high of where the Astros are right now, I was convinced after a long day shopping for used cars, calling these places on the phone, driving all the way up 30, 40 miles away, only to find that the cars were not on the lot, even though the people that were at these dealerships told me they were on the lot. After all this driving, and after saying yesterday, you know, when it comes to Drew Gilbert, when it comes to Clifford Franklin, is that his name? I don't even know. Ryan Clifford? Ryan Clifford. I don't know who Clifford Franklin Clifford is. Clifford Franklin's from, like, the was, replacements. I think he's the wide receiver in the replacements. Uh, I don't know why I thought I was going to say he was the 12th president. Clifford the big red dog. Grover Cleveland, yes. Uh, when you take a look at, you know, the Astros doing what they're doing and, like, doing living in the now, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to live in the now. So uh, last night I, I was convinced by a friend to uh, go out to a bar. And it was one of those nights where, like, tough I, convincing. I'm sure it actually, it actually did, Sean. I do not like to go out on a weeknight. Oh yeah, I gotta say, I'm not gonna throw any places under the bus. But the place I was at, the amount of, I so I suppose the proper word to say is escorts that were at this place was a, was hilariously high, and they were clearly escorts. Like there was no other way to describe it. It's a Wednesday, honey. Your tuchus is showing. 
but I went out there and I don't need an intervention. No, I didn't do that. That's wrong. I would never do that. But they've got a job to do, and uh, they were really trying to do their job. There's one person that, like, I spent the majority of the night just watching this one person try her best to set something up. And I could tell right away because she was just walking laps around this large circular bar area. And every single time that I saw her stop, like it was, there were so many people. And I was like, oh, okay. I know what this is all about. I know. Everyone's on the Twitch asking me, where is this bar? Hit me in the DMs. You guys, yeah. I love you. You, <laughs> you guys need help. You started need that, the intervention. You started that with like, I don't want to blow up anyone's spot I'm not, here. I'm not blowing but- it up. <laughs> I'm not blowing it up. But also, no free ads. So. No free ads. Exactly. If they pay me, Paul Galan here for a bar. Hey, there's options. Wink, wink. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, it's the Paul Galan Show, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Uh, someone on the Twitch is saying, uh, Todd the Show, why are you judging escorts, Paul? I'm not. But one time in Seattle, someone tried to cancel me because I was highlighting that outside of the Chick-fil-A that I was eating at, there was a bunch of ladies of the night out there. And they were clearly ladies of the night. You, you, let's be honest, guys. You can tell when somebody's trying to, you know, do that. To run a small business? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Sean. They've got the TurboTax home business profile. Be your own, biz- be your own boss. Do- well, actually, a lot of them have bosses. I suppose, so. if, you, I suppose if you write your taxes, uh, if, if you put this in your taxes, you're going to get arrested. Yeah. <gasps> Wait a second. Hang on a second. Is this, is this who I think it is? 713-780-3776 to call to text. I believe this is our friend Tab, the Rangers fan. Tab, hello, bud. Hey, you. Tab. Tab. I'm here. Okay, I can hear you now, Tab. Tab, What's going I'm on? here. What's going on? Half a game up. You still feeling confident? What's going on is the Rangers are still Ahead of your Astros. Yeah, but you just got the worst 40-year-old pitcher. You guys got Max Scherzer. He has two different colored eyes. That's neat, but he's not as good as Justin Verlander. Uh-oh, only a half game ahead, Tab. Hey, but we've been doing it all season. And you if, said by the end of uh, start of April, that, y'all would be leading. That, that is April, true. I think it was. May, I think it was the June, start of June. I think July, it was the start of June, but you are August, right on that. But, but Tab, it's early in August. It's early. And, I mean, this is probably well, how you guys you felt. when it was early April. It's early. But, but Tab, it's, it's early May. Tab. The fact is we're still leading. Tab, do you feel like Nelson Cruz felt when, you know, the, the Rangers had the lead in the World Series and he's, and he's standing in right field? And he's like, yeah, we're leading too. Do you feel like that right now? Is there, are there ants in your pants? No, I don't care. We're going to make it to the series, and we'll do it without cheating. Oh, wow. Now that's a low blow. But, I mean, again, like at least we've no, got a World Series I mean, title. Oh, we've got two. Low blow. Oh, tap. The time they got anything worth anything, they had to cheat. Oh, no, that was just the first time, and we got yeah, away with this. Last Suck year it. Too. Suck it, Tab. We like Tab, though. Tab, appreciate the phone call. 713-780-3776 to call in, to text in. Coming up next, seriously. What is the real impediment for the Astros the rest of the way? And I want wrong answers like we've been giving because it's really just themselves. Like the the Astros already are in first place (laughs) in my mind. (laughs) Stick around. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Now with more nougat. You and Lance didn't 
for a year. That's just because he dabbed all the time. Community Bank Studios. It's Paul Gallant. Join the conversation by dialing or texting 713-780-3776. Taz sends one high in the air to left field all the way back and we are tied up at two. Chazzy fans, Chaz McCormick ties it up on home run number 14 on the year. 11 RBIs on the homestand. We're still taking your texts, your Twitch comments, your tweets, and your calls about what's a real challenge for the Astros the rest of the way. I don't think it's really going to be the Rangers. I don't think it's really going to be any team in the American League. I think we'll learn a lot about the Baltimore Orioles in a couple of weeks when the Astros played them. Um, but, I mean, shoot, like, the, the Yankees are an afterthought going into this weekend. While we're mentioning Chaz McCormick, this is something else we could throw out there. Better story. Chaz McCormick from the ALCS on, the clutch hits he's had, the clutch catch he had in the World Series, the start that he has had to this season. He has two home runs yesterday and helps the Astros sweep the Cleveland Guardians. Or is it J.P. France? who had never been in the majors, comes up to the majors, and for a lot of this year has been the Astros' most consistent pitcher. <laughs> a significant, significant portion. Two great stories. And yeah, the Astros are the evil empire, but every now and then, you know, there are some feel-good stories, right? Like, I, I think it's Chaz McCormick because of the catch in the World Series. I think that, like, knocks it over the edge of, like... Because J.P. France is, like, more out of nowhere. He's more of, like... 28-year-old rookie, like, who is this guy? But but Chaz McCormick pl- made plays in, like, the playoffs. If you're making a movie, you're making it about J.P. France. If you're talking about the better overall story, though, I, I would agree that it's McCormick because... It, it was he, also, he went up against his home team in the in the World ooh, Series. Yeah, he did. And he ripped their hearts out. Do you think he's welcome at Wawa's up in the greater Philadelphia area anymore? Probably not. I bet I mean, not. Is that what he shaved? I noticed he uh, a couple weeks ago he like went like full Paul Gallant babyface, and I was I was like, I wonder why he did that. Maybe over the All Star break he went back home and was getting trash thrown at him. Yeah, because most cause Philadelphians now you don't know this, Sean, because you you didn't grow up in a family no. with people from South Jersey and Philadelphia. But every single person from the greater Philadelphia area, they have an egg in their pocket. Like, you might think, no, that's just from Always Sunny in Philadelphia with Danny DeVito. No, they, they all carry eggs around. And sometimes the eggs break in their pocket. But it's a tradition. It's a tradition that's been upheld since, since uh, Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin, right. He went to Paris, and, like, he was doing all sorts of crazy sex stuff with uh, the French. And they told him, hey, here's what we do, you know, to, to really, like, keep our stuff, uh, you know, as, as um, good as possible. Like, we put an egg in our pants. And, and unfortunately, over time, Philadelphians, like, who have slowly devolved into barbarians, and I would know, again, I'm, I'm part Philadelphian by blood, like, they, they carry the egg around and then they throw it at people. That's science, folks. Look it up. It's on the Internet. A lot, a lot of people right now are texting and, no, Paul, that's not true. No, trust me. Trust me. I'm half Philadelphian, I think. 
Pocket Launch on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Uh, we did have a couple of comments. What are things that could actually be challenges for the Astros to str- down the stretch? The biggest challenge is getting Dusty to fill out a lineup card that makes sense and doesn't have Jordan in the five ball. There, there we go. There's the one Dusty lineup freaker outer. I do think you people need to get a life, but yeah, uh, Jordan's coming off injury. Kyle Tucker's insane or was like insanely hot there for a yeah. while. I get, I get why he didn't want to mess mess with it too much, but the, the old, eventually he will bet third. It's it's just Martin Maldonado, guys. It's just Martin Maldonado. That is it. Alvarez has said himself he's not even a hundred percent comfortable yet. To what you were saying, Sean. Eventually, it's going to happen. I think they just want to make him as comfortable as possible if he's going to be getting four at-bats, five at-bats a game, potentially. Uh, Another comment. Um, This team hasn't had one month where three or four players get on a run at the same time. It's been hot and cold all year. That's our biggest challenge. That's why you should feel good. Now, I I don't know if they're going to go thermonuclear because offensively in the playoffs last year, they didn't. But I feel like that is actually in your favor. At some point, this is all going to work out, you would think, right? It's a long season. Can't some of these timelines line up? Yeah, and a lot of the reason the offense has been bad is that uh, for stretches of seasons that guys were hurt. You know, Jordan was out. Altuve's been out for two different stretches of the season. So, you know, just having these guys healthy, just like probability-wise, gives you a better chance of like, Six, if there's seven of these guys in the lineup, well, three of them are going to be playing awesome at the same time as opposed to there's only four of them in the lineup, and now the odds aren't in, uh, in your favor. We'll see where this goes. Um, Sean, we didn't talk about the no-hitter enough yesterday, did we? No. I, I, you know, we I feel bad for Framber. We hold ourselves accountable on this show. We talked about it afterwards. We were like, we 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 totally forgot. We about talked the about it for like two. Like we mentioned it at the start. Like we did start with it, and then quickly went to Verlander, and then we had to make the like conscious decision at like eleven fifteen to be like, hey, let's bring you know the no hitter. Let's bring that up again. Yeah, it happened. Do you want to do you want to introduce a zag take? I don't. I mean, shoot, we we are. I mean, when it comes to baseball, like everyone Cutting tunes edge. into this show. Yeah. For all of the baseball talk, because we know about everything, uh, like uh, how to pronounce Domingo German. So, uh, Sean brought to my attention that uh, Yankees starting pitcher Domingo German, a guy who's been ejected from a game for having like stuff on his hand, a guy who's been suspended for uh, hitting his woman. Um, he also threw a perfect game earlier this year. I guess he checked himself into rehab for alcoholism. Uh, the other day, and it does make me wonder, and it made Sean wonder this too, right? Like we are, we're sort of wondering. Wait, did he do that drunk? Did he pull a David Wells who threw a perfect game hungover? Or did he, did he do it at like? Did he have a couple of Michelob Ultras? Yeah, he's, before he, he came out on the mound. He's the Doc Ellis of Budweiser. <laughs> Ooh, what if he was a Bud Light guy? Damn. <laughs> That's why the Yankees are doing so bad. They got Bud Light in the in the locker room. <laughs> is is Domingo Herman finally getting canceled? <laughs> it's about effing time. But it's for Bud Light, not, not for not yeah, not for cheating in a game or beating his wife or his significant other. Uh, so it has me wondering, like, is it that hard to throw a no hitter? You know, if Domingo German can throw a perfect game, well, we're we're like possibly, like it's it's certainly possible. We don't want to be held for libel or slander. If he could possibly 
throw a perfect game drunk. Like, do no hitters matter anymore? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six to call. Yeah, Fra- Fromber did it the godly way, you know. Fra- he did. Fromber did it the the way you should. He did. Sober as a cat and under a hundred pitches. That's true. And he didn't hit anybody and have a little bit of a conniption uh, over no. that. He's he's a role model for kids. He is a role model. You know who's not a role model? This dude at the Pentagon who's acting like this NHI stuff is BS. Like, how has it taken a week for some pencil pusher in the Pentagon to come out and try to tell us that this NHI stuff is a load of crap? So we're done talking about Framber? Yes, we're done for okay. talking about Framber. No hitter again. It's <laughs> taking the back page. The more important stuff, Sean. <laughs> the head of the Pentagon's UFO office has slammed Wednesday's shocking congressional hearing in which three whistleblowers claimed they had firsthand encounters or knowledge about secret government programs involving technology that is non-human. Sean Kirkpatrick, in a statement, called the testimony last week insulting, claimed that the person who testified was never actually a representative in the unit in which he witnessed and spoke with people who had witnessed some of these UAPs and uh, NHI's, non-human intelligence, Kirkpatrick posted this on his LinkedIn page. So the pushback from the government is, is it's not on Facebook, but it's coming from it's the head of the Pentagon's LinkedIn. Who posts on LinkedIn? Does, I, I don't know. Pause. Check that. Some people do post on LinkedIn, Sean. Who posts on LinkedIn in a way that's not somehow a person like bending over backwards to kiss their own ass for the job they've done. Like, I would expect somebody from the Pentagon to say, like, I was walking down the street, and I saw a collie. And I went up to the collie. It seemed like it was lost. I decided to give the collie a, a little snack. And then I went on my business. Well, then later that day, the collie, who was actually a man who paid $20,000 to cosplay as a collie, that actual story, by the way, he came into my office and said, well, I was a man the whole time. And I was just trying to test you to see if you have something called empathy. And I all of a sudden decided, you know what? I'm going to hire this man. I'm going to hire him to be our head of national security because he's probably more qualified than anybody else that's in there. Like, that's the kind of post that you see on LinkedIn. Like, just messy stories that go all over the place where somehow someone kisses their own ass because they weren't a dick to somebody else. And yet this guy's going on LinkedIn to say, all of that stuff you heard about aliens, malarkey. And, and I got to say, um, the fact that he did it on LinkedIn, like he didn't even do it on Facebook or X or the Gram, or most importantly, where we get all our news from today, TikTok. Threads. Well, that's true too, Sean. I forgot about threads. A lot of people forgot about threads. Yeah, threads was, threads was never going to work. Let's be honest. So uh, government guys, uh, like I know uh, the Astros are on a roll, but like, they traded those prospects to win now because the aliens are coming okay no hitter it was cool but the aliens are coming we're gonna you will be aware if you listen from 10 to noon just make sure you're ready to go paul galan show espn 97.5 and 92.5 713-780-3776 to call it to text and positive vibes alex is impersonating the paul galan show framber had a no hitter awesome for him by the way is german an alien <laughs> that's that's how the show goes coming up next We go around the NFL 35 days away from the start of the NFL season. You'll hear about the most depressing number 35 in NFL history and Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, boy. 
This was quite the response to Sean Payton's criticism of the dumpster fire Broncos last year. Stick around. ESPN 97.5 on FM radio. AM is stupid. Emotional damage. 610, please. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We're ready for some football, baby. The countdown to the NFL season continues on the Paul Gallant Show. 35 days away from the start of the NFL season. And I have to share with you the most depressing number 35 in NFL history. Did you know that the Tyler Rose himself, Earl Campbell, war number 35 with the New Orleans Saints? That is just depressing. I found that out today. I was looking up best number 35s in NFL history. I think we did Aeneas Williams last year. It's another one of those weird numbers where, like, once you get to the low 30s, you're actually going to find some guys who are truly all-time great. Yeah, like 32 is where it really, it's hard to find a bad number after 32. Correct, Sean. But 35 is not below 32. I saw 35, I looked it up, and on the list I was like, oh, Earl Campbell, this has to be a typo. And then I saw Saints Earl Campbell, and I was like, damn. This could be a new wrinkle for, maybe not for the rest of the list, because like I said, the rest of the list has pretty strong numbers. But like the great player who's on a team you forgot he played on and is wearing a weird number. Like didn't Andre Johnson wear like 84 or something when he was on the Titans? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, it's it really, it's just the state, the history of football in this city is just so effing depressing. It really is. Because, I mean, everyone talks about the Love You Blue Oilers days. If I'm not mistaken, that was like a three- to four-year stretch. It was like 78, 79, 80, 81, I want to say. And then, like, Pastorini asked to get traded to the uh, – he get traded for Kenny Stabler. Earl Campbell, all of a sudden, he's barely playing anymore. Like, they had these great teams. They went to the AFC Championship game, what, 79 against the Steelers where Mike Renfro – was that the AFC Championship game or was that the divisional round? I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but, like, that's that's the furthest they've gone. They haven't been to a conference championship game since the, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> like 70s. This city. Yeah, yeah. There's been two teams. Yeah, but there was like five years there where they didn't play play football. So <sighs> It's really like they haven't been to the AFC title game since like the 80s, the early 80s. It's just sad. I, I hope it changes, as we all do. Anyway, uh, let's shift. There's football tonight. Jets, Browns. Hall of Fame game, assuming that the field doesn't melt like it did that one time. How much of this game will you watch? Zero. Same. 0.0%. Same. I have a thought that I need to share with you off the air. Because I will be doing the wheelhouse later this afternoon with Brad Kellner. I ha- I am, I'm very curious as to uh, why this day of all days uh, I would be filling in on the wheelhouse. I think I know the answer. I I do as well. It's the preseason. (laughs) Anyway, hey, Paul Galancho continues. We got a couple of hardo quotes that I wanted to share really quickly. Which of these is more of a hardo quote? Mac Hollins, Falcons wide receiver, had this to say about get this utensils. I don't like soft people. I don't even like people who eat with utensils. Eat with your hands. That's what they're there for. 
Sometimes that's correct. But I feel like I feel like a fork and a knife can go a long way. Am I saying that I would use a fork and a knife for wings? No. Pizza? No. But sometimes there are situations where a fork and knife is better, specifically with pasta or anything that has sauce on it, than it is to eat with your hands. But uh, Matt Collins disagrees. He thinks you're a bitch if you use utensils. But we also have, Sean, Maisie Smith, Cowboys first round pick, saying, quote, I don't even like football. I like hitting people. I, I don't want to hear that from my first round pick, to be perfectly honest. Can he, like, flip those it, where he goes, I like fo- I like, like, having the quote, I don't like football, that's a tough one to have. It's not good. But if you just, like, tweak it a little bit where it's like, I like hitting people, that's my favorite part about football. Boom. Good oh, quote. Yeah. Then then I would hype this guy up. Yeah, but no, I don't I don't even like football. I like hitting people. If I could just commit crime, <laughs> just hey, hitting people. Hey, Sean. I, I wouldn't even bother playing football. He, he, easy, Bob McNair. He didn't say that. No, no. I, if I could just hit people in my everyday life, I, don't, <laughs> I wouldn't even play football. Easy, Domingo <laughs> German. Jesus. Let's relax. But that's what he's saying. He's saying he's only playing football because he gets to hit people. Well, I suppose it's better than hitting people in real life. I would work an office job if I could just bull rush people in accounting. It would be sick if Terry Tate, office linebacker, was real. (laughs) Mozzie Smith. (laughs) Mozzie Smith just goes around hurting people. I like it. All right, uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, boy, it's been a a week for him. So (laughs) I heard him address Sean Payton's comments. Listen along. Not only does he not defend himself at all here, He sounds like he's trying to explain the rules for an Airbnb that he owns. Here's Nathaniel Hackett. As a coach, you know, as a coach's kid, uh, you know, we live in a glass house. We know that. We all live in different rooms. We all got a key for it. And it's one of those things that there's a code, there's a way things are done in that house. And, you know, this past week, it's, it's, it's frustrating and it sucks, but, uh, we're all susceptible to it. There are things that you do, mistakes you make, and it costs you time on the field, costs you your job, all those things. And I own all that stuff. I mean, it's that fact. I got no excuses. That's how we live here at the New York Jets. That's how we've lived everywhere I've been. No excuses. So I own all those things. And um, it's, it's unfortunate that that had to happen, uh, that the comments that were made. But, hey, they did. I, I'll tell you, I was probably more surprised that they happened now was definitely expecting him in week five. So I'm, I'm almost thankful uh, that we got that you know, out of the way. We all understand where, where, where uh, certain people feel and think. I do, I do feel bad for Hackett a little bit because he does seem like he's a really nice guy. And, and sometimes people just aren't meant to be head coaches. It really felt like he also fell hook, line, and sinker for enabling everything that Russell Wilson does. And I, I think that's somewhat understandable given all the bitching and moaning that he had been doing. Anyone outside of Seattle thought that the Seahawks were holding it back, but as someone who actually covered that situation, but they weren't. <laughs> he was just the worst. But Hackett legitimately talking about like the code of a glass house literally sounds like he is trying to explain his Airbnb policy. Yeah. 
different need- rooms. Everyone gets a key fob you- that only works for their room. Well, that sounds like a really nice Airbnb, Sean. This sounds like the kind of person who's like, you better clean the entire kitchen when you leave. You better put all of the sheets in the laundry and wash them and fold the sheets. I don't even know how you fold sheets, but you got to fold those sheets as well in our glass house. You don't violate the code. It That's is- not- you can't do that when you're working and living with the New York Jets. A, gl- a glass house would be a very cool Airbnb setup. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't want to live in a glass house. There's a, there's a movie. Well, it's an Airbnb. There's You're a, not wait, living in it. Glass house movie. It, it, was a, it was a horror movie. You ever see that? You ever no. see The Glass House? No. Oh, yeah. 2001. It's a 2001 movie starring uh, Lily Sobieski. Oh, big fan. Diane Lane's in it. Okay. Stellan Skarsgård's in it. All right. That guy. Uh, yeah, it's like a movie and these people live in a glass house and there's like some guy outside trying to kill him. <laughs> so I would never live in a glass house because I watched that movie. Real ones, no. You're in danger. Paul Galancho, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. This show is really stupid today. Coming up next on the program, we're continuing the conversation of serious challenges to the Houston Astros the rest of the year. Other than the Braves. We're talking from within because they're really the only people that can hold themselves back. Plus, this is not a good sign for the 2023 Dallas Cowboys. Stick around. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Sweet Sassy Molassi. John Stockton says, hey, look at me. I'm a little teapot. I'll run right up your dress. But then Carl Malone says, sweet Sassy Molassi. You are going to pay a lot. Welcome back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's your host, former Shorecrest Preparatory All-District Safety, Paul Galan. Thanks, Spencer. It is the Paul Galan Show, the most interactive sports talk show in Houston. I am doing double duty today. In case you want to listen to me on your drive home, I will be on with uh, Brad Kelvner for The Wheelhouse. Someone commented on the text line, The White House <laughs> became even whiter. I actually think I'm more tan than Jake Asman. But, yeah. We need that picture of the three of y'all, all with your forearm out. <laughs> here's, here's the other thing. Because, yes, Brad Kellner, very white. Brad Kellner looks like he pays his taxes on time. Jake Asman looks like he steals Irish valor, which he does. Confirmed. But you got to remember that Andrew Carlson behind the glass, also very white. Also, but here's the thing. I don't see color. I never have. So this is news to me, my whiteness. And I honestly am uncomfortable with the fact that John Granado was slandering me for my whiteness earlier today. Yes. The next HRP commercial that you hear, it's going to feature Paul Gallant's walk in to the HR office where I brought that up because I feel offended and uncomfortable here. Uh, fake Tony Stark says, Paul throws too many stones to live in a glass house. Do I? I've never thrown a stone in my life. Not once. Makes me wonder how I have a job in sports talk radio. All right, guys. The Dallas Cowboys are a football team that plays their games in Arlington, Texas. They are in Oxnard, California for training camp. I figured over the course of the year it would be smart for us to keep tabs on the Cowboys because there is a chance that this Texan season 
is still unenjoyable. There's a new wrinkle with C.J. Stroud, with D'Amico Ryans, but watching the Cowboys inevitably fail, seeing as the only change that they have made from last year to next year, is that is that they have just done away with Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy, still there. Dak Prescott, still there. So it's time for an episode of Hanging with the Boys so we in our glass house can throw stones and talk about why this team is once again going to do what they've been doing great for 30 years, underachieving. on wood body's working overtime song is very very heterosexual so here's what's going on with the dallas cowboys today god what a great song that is it really is once you get past if you don't listen to the lyrics at all, you're yeah. like, this is a banger. Then you listen yeah. to the lyrics, and people are like, wow, I know why Paul loves this song. Yeah, Kenny Loggins really, really <laughs> singing in this one. To, uh, this is on Tuesday at Cowboys practice. Dak Prescott and newly extended cornerback Trevon Diggs got into a back and forth. This ended with Diggs saying, shut your bitch ass up. I heard the bench talking about it this morning because this is something that you do not expect any player on a team to say to a quarterback who has established himself in the league. They mentioned no one would do this with Patrick Mahomes. No one would do this with Josh Allen. No one would do this with Joe Burrow on those three teams respectively. But someone doing it with Dak Prescott, I think says a lot about how the locker room is looking at this year, where I think they all realize, yeah, Dak's just got to play better, and we don't really have any control over that. It's just on Dak. That's got to be a pretty difficult spot to be in. If you're Mike McCarthy, if you're anybody else in that locker room. And and, and I, I don't think this is like the kind of deal that it was in Seattle where Richard Sherman was telling Russell Wilson to F off, because there were other dynamics at play in Seattle largely had to do with the fact that Russell Wilson is not a real human being like he's just he's just very different very to himself very about himself never vibed with that Seahawks locker room here with Dak this is just I think a reflection of the fact that everybody knows the elephant in the room is that Dak Prescott's not good enough and just take a look at some of the quotes that have been said about Dak Prescott this offseason CeeDee Lamb the offense is all on Dak Prescott right now that's your wide receiver saying that. What happens if there's a couple of games where Dak Prescott throws a lot of interceptions? Jerry Jones said of Dak Prescott, who had those bad interceptions in the San Francisco in that game against the San Francisco 49ers, the game that was a defensive struggle. Don't turn the ball over. That's his expectation. Dak Prescott even guaranteed fewer interceptions this coming season. But does anyone feel confident that he is truly going to turn this thing around as far as being a more efficient Less turnover-prone quarterback. No, I don't feel that way. And the other thing that I, I wonder about, and anyone who's watched the Cowboys of late, uh, they're probably happy Kellen Moore's gone because they didn't like how his mouth's always just hanging open. But I think that they would all tell you that they wish that Dak Prescott would take off and run a little bit more. It's actually one of the lessons I'm hoping that C.J. Stroud maybe learns from Dak Prescott if he's watched him at all. You do have legs, dude. 
I don't say I'm not saying you have like the best like running ability, but you have some. Stroud proved that in that game against Georgia. Dax proved that over the course of his career, and obviously he busted his ankle doing it once, and maybe that's why he's a little bit hesitant to do it. But one of the ways that you could potentially cut down on those turnovers is if you trust yourself to run the football a couple more times. Except for not at the end of a game when yeah. the clock is running out and you don't have any timeouts and you run up the middle of the field well, and, now and you you're slide. Giving, now you're giving mixed messages. Is he supposed to run or is he supposed to pass? Or is he supposed to be at least generally aware of the time and situation? Maybe the last one. Maybe the last one. Just be more aware of you got to know when to hold them, when to fold them. Know song. when to walk away, know when to run. You gotta. You don't count your money yeah. when you're sitting at the table. Uh, Although both Trayvon Diggs and Dak Prescott are counting their money now. <laughs> By the way, Mike McCarthy was asked about what he does to stop fights at training camp. Because this was one that could have gotten worse. Here's what he had to say. That's part of the emotional discipline. I mean, there's a technique that we teach in those situations because it's going to happen. It's going to happen today. Um, so, and, and if you do throw a punch, I mean, you're you're out you're out of the period because I mean, it's you throw a punch in a game, it throw you out of the game. So, I mean, that's that's all part of the training. I mean, there's, I mean, there's nothing smart about throwing a punch on the football field, you know. Uh, so, I mean, and, and obviously, the way it's officiated, you you, you can't have it in your training. So, um, well, do I think that? Someone will throw a punch today. I mean, I, I hope not because it's uh, you know it's being coached and so forth. But we 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 you know we're going to push the envelope. We want play style to be the same on both sides of the ball. So with that, you know, comes a super wow. competitive environment, and we got to be emotionally disciplined in those spots when it gets to be too far because we we're going to push the envelope. Um, you, you know, you can't <laughs> and you can't have it both ways as a head coach. You know, you can't sit there and and and, and referee every you know. You know, if you're going to push the envelope, sometimes they're going to cross the line, and we just got to have the discipline to, to lock up and get the guys out <laughs> there and get on to the next play. Because you know, the way we practice as far as pace operations, it's important. You know, that, that's it, you know, wow. on a lot of the mind it's speed that comes with it, but also the conditioning. And you know, we, we want our guys to feel when they get to Sunday, <laughs> when the regular season starts, that you know Sundays are easy, and, and and you establish that with the way you practice. <laughs> So the longer Mike McCarthy talked, the less confident I felt in his ability to break up a fight at practice. I was just hoping for him to say push the envelope one more time. <laughs> Where does Mike McCarthy rank among NFL coaches as far as guys that you do not trust to stop a fight or break up a fight? D'Amico Ryan's got to be pretty high. I would say Mike Vrabel's pretty high. Part of that has to do with the fact that they're ex-players. I think Vrabel actually might make the fight worse too because he could yeah. actually jump in and yeah. potentially fight somebody he's got to be like this is my moment i i think i think size with mccarthy like keeps him from the absolute like bottom of like mike mcdaniel love mike mcdaniel yeah i, I don't know if there's much that he can do if christian wilkins gets into a fight with, oh, with an offensive lineman i'm not sure i'm not sure what what exactly policing can go on now I, I know i know he's sober now I know that he doesn't, uh, he seems like someone who would smoke the ganja. He doesn't do that. Here's what he's going to do. He's going to pull out a vape. Vape it off, kids. Yeah, come on. Take the edge off. Get a little nicotine. Yeah, hey, that's, you know what? When American soldiers were fighting the Nazis and the Japanese in World War II, you know what they did when they smoked a lot of cigarettes? So nicotine clearly has a calming effect. Paul Galan here for big nicotine. You want to stop a fight? Hand them a vape. Mike McDaniel's got a chance. Uh, Dan Campbell, number one pick, I think. 
Dan Campbell would start crying L- about listen, the fight. Listen, man, this is not what we do. <laughs> this isn't what we do. And We're then a he, family. Then he starts crying. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I get it. We're brothers. We fight. <laughs> You got a thought on who's the best coach to break up a fight or the worst coach to break up a fight in the NFL? Let me know. There are probably very few who would be worse than Mike McCarthy, who just spent three minutes trying to answer that question. Paul Galacho, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So that's on the table. Plus, one of the things I love about Jim Crane, owner of the Houston Astros, is that the guy always loves to win, especially when you see how some other ownership groups around baseball have handled this past trade deadline. You'll hear some of those guys with terrible explanations as to why they're not trying to compete. Next, it's the Paul Galancho. Stick around. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 at work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. I've seen the huge difference it's made for you in the gym, at work, and in the bedroom. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.